0: I've met some Black photographers that are like, I don't want to be called a Black photographer. I don't want to be labeled as a Black photographer. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, yeah, you can label me as a Black photographer. Yeah, you can do that. You Don't call me just a photographer. No, put Black. Mm-hmm. Because I want people to know, it. yeah, I am Black. Dee Dwyer is Black. Um, and appreciate where our ancestors came from, you know, and appreciate that, yeah, I'm here. I made it. Yep. This is how great we are. I want the little black um, photographers that's coming up to see that, wow, that was a black woman. That was a a black man. Like, I want people to appreciate black photographers. Yeah. Appreciate that.
1: What's going on, y'all? You have just tuned in to the Black Shutter podcast. On this show, I invite black photographers, filmmakers, editors, and creative business folks to discuss their experiences and share their wisdom. You will hear about their work, their challenges, and their inspirations. My name is Idris Talib Solomon, a creative director, photographer, and filmmaker based in Brooklyn, New York. So if you dig photography and you love the culture, keep your mind open and your headphones locked. This is the Black Shutter Podcast. To be a Black photographer in Washington, D.C. in 2020 is a unique experience. On one hand, there's an administration that makes reckless decisions with no consideration for how the everyday citizen is affected. Flip over to the next hand, and you find several generations of D.C. residents who have been there before Trump, before Obama, before Clinton, and before George and George W. Bush. They've built a community, and they nurture that community. Our guest today is native to Southeast D.C., Raised with a combination of compassion and generosity from a mother and a competitiveness from her brothers, she gains access to different parts of that community and they allow her to tell their stories. She has a grittiness to her work and she aims to be a visual voice for the people. Her raw and compelling photos expose truth, adversities, beauty, and culture. Her work has been featured by W Magazine, The Wall Street Journal, the Guardian, NPR, and Harper's Bazaar. Dee Dwyer, welcome to the Black Shutter Podcast. How you feeling out there, sis?
0: I'm feeling wonderful. It's fall time. I'm looking oh. at a lot of warm colors. I'm
1: loving it. Yeah, yeah. Fall is my season, yo. Like I'm, my birthday's actually in two days, so this has always oh. been my season. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So where you calling from?
0: I am in washington d c, d. c. the nation's capital
1: yeah mhm <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and what's life like out there right now?
0: It's weird, it's weird as hell um it's really really, really weird here um, i wonder some...
1: i wonder why
0: <laughs> I wonder why too
1: what's going um, on there that's so weird <laughs>
0: It's just weird energy. It's weird energy here. Uh, weird politicians, stuff, uh, political things going on. It's just a bit. It's a bunch of craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy. It's like the playground for chaos here.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you from D.C. originally?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm a Southeast girl. Okay. I'm from Southeast D.C. Yeah.
1: Wow. Not too, natives, not too many natives not too many natives um in places anymore. A lot of people have like grown up in a place and then relocated somewhere else. So it's always cool mm-hmm. to speak to someone who's native to, to their neighborhood or community.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially here um in D C there's still mm-hmm. a lot of gentrification going on. There's gentrification everywhere oh, in the world yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. But um D C is definitely one of the fastest growing. Um, cities going through gentrification, um, uh-huh. it, it, it's happening rapidly. It's crazy here, so yeah, it's hard to find um, natives unless you go on my side, the south side. Mm-hmm. It's a little easier over there.
1: I heard DC is like, uh, for you know, for for the most part, you know, pretty pretentious as far as. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of politicians and people who have mm-hmm. like political aspirations. So from what I've heard is like you can go somewhere, you could be at a bar happy hour or something and you'll meet somebody and the first thing they ask you is like, like what do you do? Mm-hmm. Where do you work? Yes. Before they oh, even yeah. continue the conversation. Before
0: they even say, Hello, what's your name? Mm-hmm. How you doing? It's it's
1: all about credentials here. Who yeah, are I, you? I such a weird vibe, you
0: <laughs> But no, that's the new DC vibe. The new DC, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, the old school like Chocolate City vibe. It was the uh, sub um, with Go Go Band you listen to, and you know what I mean. Like that's how it was. Where you get your where you get your new balance from? Because you know we're big on new balance here. <laughs> um, you know that's how it that's how it was. Um, but now it's just all about status. Mm. But it all again. It all depends on where you are. Yeah, you are. We don't do we don't do that on the south side. <laughs> yeah,
1: that. in the non in the non gentrified section. Yeah, we right?
0: yeah, don't do that over
1: there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you go to school out there?
0: You said, do I go to school, or, or did you? No, so I went to school in Miami. Um, I went. To, I started off. I actually started off at a HBCU. I started off at Florida Memorial University. Um, that was, that was a a rush ride. I was there for like a year, year and a half, something like that. And then after that, I went to the Art Institute of Miami, where um, I studied digital filmmaking. Mm -hmm. um and digital production um took a few like film classes where i had to like do like film photography black and white Mm -hmm. photography classes um and then i got pregnant got married and had to migrate back home to dc um and i graduated from the art institute of washington Mm -hmm. which is um in roslyn virginia oh and i'm not married anymore by the way okay just, okay. just in case people are listening, you know my future, future guy. I'm not taking.
1: <laughs> hint, hint. If you're listening, hint, hint.
0: Um,
1: no, that's 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 dope. You are you have some video or film production background, right? Oh my
0: gosh, yeah.
1: How how long did you? How long did you take classes in in film and in video production?
0: Where in Miami? In Miami, or. Yeah. Oh, I was in Miami. I took classes there for about a year and a half. I was there probably like, I want to say four years, four and a half. Yeah, I was there for a little minute.
1: Okay, that's a grip.
0: Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I miss Miami,
1: man. Oh, man, I miss it. The weather?
0: Yeah, the weather, the people, the different cultures, mm-hmm. um, the freedom, the air is a lot more clear there. The, the fruits are so much better. I miss it, man. The so, beach.
1: Yeah, I could, yeah, I could dig that, especially right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, question, right? Like, most times when when people live in an area that they're familiar with and go somewhere else. They see that that new place with a brand new set of eyes,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Like for you growing up in D.C. and then going to Miami specifically to study like photography and video, something like a craft that is all about seeing. What did mm-hmm. that shift in, in environment do for you as a as a photographer as you were developing your eye? Um, it
0: just made me be more um, open to open to learning about different cultures. Like, I'm a big culture-driven person. Like, I, I love just learning about different cultures. Um, so it really made me want to learn more about people. It um, made want to learn more about the world. Um, definitely inspired me to explore the world and travel more. Um, cause I'm, you know, especially in Miami, I was like meeting people from different parts of the world. It's like, Miami is a melting pot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just, it just made me more inquisitive, um, for sure. Yeah.
1: So what would you say is one of the biggest differences, you know, um, photographing in Miami versus in DC?
0: I'm trying to think, did I, I, I didn't really photograph too much when I was there. Um, I photographed a lot of, like, nature um, when I was there. Like, I was drawn to a lot of, like, natural um, things. Uh, as far as D.C., I'm, like, more, I feel like I blossomed into a better storyteller.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and maybe because, like, you know, I'm just so invested in, um, the world, like, knowing about this hidden place behind the White House. Because when you think of D.C., you just think of, like, the nation capitals, you know, uh, pure white monument, you know, um, the White House and stuff like that. But a lot of people don't know what goes on um, behind the White House. So, like, when I got here, I was just, like, more, I was more invested in the craft, you know? And then Miami is, like, a laid-back setting, so... I was just really on vacation for real, for real when I was down there. (laughs) To be honest, like, I feel like the universe brought me back here to, like, be this person that I am now and that I'm growing into, you know?
1: So you're on a a four-and-a-half-year vacation.
0: Yeah, I I really was. Like, I was just down there just, like, straight and chill mode, learning different things. I was working on um, different sets, like, with my peers. But I didn't really take filmmaking. I didn't really take photography that serious. Uh when I was down there I was just more so to be honest like I believe it's because of like where I come from like when I was down there it was an escape for me so I was just like living in this then moment where I just wanted to relax and just experience the different cultures experience the different people um and just like learn about myself as a grown adult but when I got
1: back home, I was like, "Okay, game time." But <laughs> so you, you came back home with a different purpose, right? You came back home because yeah. you 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 were carrying a child, right?
0: Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah like
1: it's, I tell people, it's nothing like becoming a parent or or discovering that you're about to become a parent to like mm-hmm. to like you know get you focused, you know, get yeah. you like sharpen your your mind and your goals and and your aspirations because once mm-hmm. that once that child comes man your time goes a lot to to their development and to their well-being and yeah. then you have to figure out how to make your your shit happen yeah when they sleep oh my god yes <laughs> yes know? yeah this has
0: definitely been a journey like especially like with my first child like i i didn't my first and my second I didn't create anything like after I had my daughter, I was a housewife. <laughs> and people do not believe me, especially like when they meet me now, they're like, What? Um, I was a housewife for years. Um, I didn't jump into like the craft of photography until like like as far as like taking it seriously, like, look, this is gonna be my career and I'm going to um, dedicate my, all of my time and energy, um, or as much time and energy as possible, to um, my photography career. I didn't start that until probably like four years ago, four and a half years ago. Um, but yeah, for about eight years of my life, yeah, I was like in the house <laughs> watching Netflix wow, movies so, and
1: just chilling. So how old? How old is your oldest kid?
0: She's ten.
1: Ten years old, and you said
0: yeah.
1: it was about the last what, f- uh four years or like yeah. four years. Ago. So yeah. you decide, and you have uh, you have a second child. Yeah. Yeah
0: I have how, a six-year-old son.
1: So you have a ten-year-old and a six-year-old. So four years ago, when your your oldest was six years old, and your youngest mm-hmm. was two years old, you decided that you were going to take photography seriously and make that your craft.
0: Yep. That's a. Yep.
1: That's a bold move, right? Because yeah. hell yeah. You know, to go from not really considering photography a career and then making that decision while you have two kids and making yeah. it work. Yo, congratulations. Mm. Salute <laughs> to you because we know how competitive yeah. this industry is, right? Yeah. It's, it's competitive across the board, but it's even more competitive when you're black and it's even more competitive when you're a black woman. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Like when you um, got home, what clicked that made you say, like, yo, I need to do this and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it happen.
0: To be on and, and I'm glad you asked me that, because I, I never really get to tell this story like that. Um, only like amongst friends and family members. Um, or you know, if I just like meet up with people randomly, we may chop it up about this. But so I was a stay at home um mom, uh I will always, like, take pictures of, like, the kids and, like, my friends and stuff like that. Um, so it's safe to say I always have, like, an eye, right? Um, but after a certain amount of years, after, you know, just hanging around, my sister friends who were filmmakers, and they were out here. They didn't have any kids. In fact, none of my uh, friends um, had any kids. Like, I was, like, the only one with kids. Um, but just seeing them out there doing their thing and being inspired by them and them, like uh, seeing my work, me sharing my work on Facebook because um, before I I don't even think Instagram was around back then. but um, sharing my work on Facebook and people just comment and saying like I really like your eye, this and that. Um, but definitely like this my sister friends that I had around me motivated me because they were like working on films and they were just like, look, You know, like, you're talented, sis. You know, um, I think that you are more than just a housewife. Like, you need to Mm. come out here and see what's going on with this world and um, tell different stories that's happening. So, like, my friends, they motivated me to, like, go to Brazil on a trip with them while they were working on this Brazilian film. And one of them just kept saying, like, look, you have to come. You have to come down here with us. Um, we're not taking this. Uh, we're not taking a note from you. Because I would always, like, make excuses. Like, no, you know, I got the kids and this and that. And and, um, and this time, like, they they pushed me to go to Brazil with them. And it was just like, it's going to take your photography to a whole nother level. This was five years ago. Yeah, this was, like, in 2015, I believe. Yeah. It was just like, it's going to take your work to a whole nother level. So when I got down there, um, photographed favelas, Uh, we Mm -hmm. spent some time on different islands there. It was just amazing. And when I looked back at my work, I was just like, damn, you know, like, I got to make this happen. You know what I mean? Like, I just have to make this happen. Um started putting my all into that, putting my energy into that, started going to portfolio reviews. Um, one editor, and I oh man, I love him to this day, Dudley. Um Dudley.
1: Dudley Brooks. Yeah, Dudley at, at Brooks. Washington Post. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yep. Dudley Brooks saw my work, um, and he was just like, and this was like my international work, and he was just like, I I love your eye. Uh, but I want you to put that same energy into telling um, stories from where you're from, because I yeah. told them where I was from. And once I started doing that, when I say Idris, like my eyes open, my loyalty to the craft of photography, it, it just it deepened. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this every day. Um, I was just out photographing what was going on in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, like I saw that my spouse at the time, um, his energy started changing because he saw that like I had found my purpose and I, mm-hmm. you know, I started dedicating so much of my myself to photography. I didn't have his support, got out of that situation because I was just like, you know, I really love photography and I felt like um, if I wasted my talent, like, I just felt like, I don't know, it was, it, it was some, I don't know, what do you call them? You call them the ancestors, the photography mm-hmm. spirits or whatever, like, just started like haunting, you know, seriously. Like, I just, I didn't, I tried to, like, you know, please my spouse um, and kind of like fall back from the craft, but I was just like, I don't feel right. Like, I don't feel whole. Like, I, I felt like I was about to go crazy, to be honest. Like, I, I couldn't look myself in the mirror. And I was just like, look, it's either you or photography. And to be honest, I'm going to choose photography. You know what I mean? Unless
1: you ride um, with me, right?
0: Yeah, unless you ride with me. If you're not going to ride with me or if you're going to feel a, a certain way um, because I have to be out in the streets documenting, telling our stories, then I'm sorry. Like, I, not even I'm sorry, but I got to go. So that was the situation. I chose photography. Um, got my babies and, you know, I, I didn't look back since, like, I just felt like it, it's definitely my call and it's my purpose, but that's like a short snippet mm-hmm. of like how I got so dedicated to photography.
1: Well, you, you know, they say that if you have a gift, like your, your gift, right. To the world, you mm-hmm. know, that nobody else can take away from you. Nobody else gives it to you. Like it's your gift. Mm-hmm. if you don't use that gift right it will mm-hmm. torment you
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's how it's, i
1: felt it, and it's like it, it really is a gift or a curse like you get mm-hmm. this god given ability to do something to share your voice express yourself in this world and you don't mm-hmm. use it like if you use it you're going to you're going to receive the fruit right you're going to receive mm-hmm. the fruit but if you don't use it and that's the gift if you don't use it you will be tormented by anything mm. you do that is not aligned with your higher purpose, which is to use that gift. And it sounds mm. like you sort of hit this crossroads where it was like, I, I'm either gonna use this gift or I'm gonna let this this gift turn into a curse for me. And you chose the yeah. gift, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. What is your origin story? What is your origin project? Like, you came back from Brazil. You came back to DC, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you went to Brazil. By the mm-hmm. uh, you know, by your friends like urging you and encouraging you to go, and you came back refreshed, renewed. You met Dully Brooks. Uh, mm-hmm. then what was the first story that you discovered or that the, or that you chose to tell that was like, yeah, this is me stepping out on faith and I'm uh, and I'm taking this uh seriously? What was that first story for you?
0: Um, definitely the Brazil story, I feel like that was like my most serious, uh, my first serious uh, project that I worked on. So just going there and coming back, I participated in different like exhibitions. Um, my work was selling. Um, and, you know, like as an artist, you you get that first couple of hundred dollars, you know, you mm-hmm. like, okay, you know. <laughs> um, you pop the cape a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like my first... Project. Um, My second project um, was called uh, Last Bite of Chocolate City with a Question Mark, uh, where I documented um, DC, um, the Black culture, Black existence, and it's, it's an ongoing project. Um, But I focused more so on Southeast D.C., which I figured was, like, the last bite of uh, Chocolate City. And it's really me asking D.C., like, is this really about to be the last bite? So just a quick background on uh, Chocolate City, where that came from. So D.C. used to be predominantly Black people here. Mm -hmm. So we got... Nicknamed chocolate city. Cause there was, I mean, you know, chocolate people here over the past few years, it's been going through heavy gentrification. Uh, most of the uh, quadrants have now been gentrified. So you go to these old neighborhoods that was once uh, all black community or predominantly all black community. It's a lot of white people, um, Asian people, you know, the black existence is pretty much non-existent uh, but Southeast D.C., It's a lot of Black people there. So I just figured, like, you know, let me ask my people, like, is this going to be the last part of Chocolate City? So I documented the Black existence, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that. And that was, like, my, oh, man, like, I put my heart and soul, my money, (laughs) all into that project. Um, And, again, it still is ongoing. Um, But I had, like, a part one exhibit last year. A block party fed the block, fed the community. Oh. Um, it was c- called the Chocolate City Experience, bought in a go go band, and kind of like created like a, a Black Wall Street. It was just like my gift to my people for allowing me to tell our story, you know what I mean? So, um, you, you put this whole thing together, I put this whole thing together, and I paid for it all on my own, wow. <laughs> but um. But it w- it was definitely worth it, definitely worth it. See, and it was just like you know my appreciation, me showing my appreciation.
1: Yeah, and that's dope. And that's 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 the difference when you are of the community, mm-hmm. right? That you're photographing, that you're spending time with. You you pay attention to what the community needs, and and you do things to help that community thrive, and you show appreciation. And I think that. When you're not from a community and you go in Mm -hmm. and you take from them, you know, you you take their pictures, you you take the culture, you you and then you disappear. Yeah. Right, then that leaves a bit of taste in in the the community's mouth because it feels like you Mm -hmm. didn't really care about us beyond the photo. So the fact that you took the photos, you did you did you say you put up like a gallery or something for it?
0: Yeah. So it's a gallery. It's a um, actually an art center in mm-hmm. Southeast um, called the Congress Heights, um, Congress Heights Arts and Culture Center. So I didn't pitch this. I didn't pitch my um, exhibit to no other galleries because I was like, I want to I want to open this up in Southeast D.C. I want permission from the community or um, that can make it. I need permission, I need validation from them first before I go share my work with the world. Like I want to make sure that I'm telling the story the right way. Um, and I want to make sure that they feel good about it because I I don't know like I just I, I felt and I still feel this way, that um, I'm headed, I'm headed up high. I don't know how high I'm gonna go, but mm-hmm. I know it's gonna be high. And I was just like, I don't want to go there and then that be their first time, like, seeing these images. Although, I feel like they'll appreciate it, but I I wanted to give them that VIP treatment. Mm -hmm. Like, look, you know what I mean? Like, y'all get first dibs on this. Y'all get to see this first um, in the heart of Southeast D.C. And I also wanted to prove to other people um, that are, that's not from Southeast D.C., that we do appreciate art. We appreciate mm-hmm. fine art. We appreciate all of that. We appreciate beautiful things because it's a stigma on Southeast D.C. Like, we don't appreciate things. We're ghetto, we're hood, all of that. So I wanted to bring people to southeast and we pack house it was over 200 people that came from different parts of dc Maryland, and virginia um even new york shout out to my mentor howard cash because he came down Hmm. um to to my first solo show um and it was just amazing it was beautiful the feedback the the outcome um the love man it was just beautiful so beautiful
1: yeah that's dope congratulations man what a way to uh to honor the community that you're from and the community that that allowed you, that that gave you access to allow you to photograph them, like that's beautiful. Yeah, that's
0: beautiful. yeah, it was
1: beautiful. I always remember that,
0: and I and I also wanted to create a moment that was always gonna like humble me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I my thing is I never want to get like too big, and I forget where I come from. That's my biggest fear, which is why like I like to keep all real people around me. Like if you're not real, I just can't have you. Around me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you don't appreciate the struggle. I don't care if you're a trillionaire, you have to appreciate the struggle in some type of way in order to like be around me. You know what I mean? Um, be within my circle. So that I, I just wanted to create a moment for the community, for us by us, and also a moment where I could look back on and be like, wow, I remember.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, like, wow. That's how we I, I started I did off. That. I, I did <laughs> yeah. That, right. Sometimes we need yeah. those moments that remind us that you know we are capable of doing more than what we thought of because certain, you uh, you went from not seeing photography as a career to like having all of these life experiences that led you to have a gallery in your community and with a go go band and, and and food and making sure their bellies are full like so that that's that's yeah. pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so you know when. When I look at your work, especially the black and white work, um, and it looks like it's it's in Southeast, um, Mm -hmm. you have like a, you have a grittiness to your work and it's a, it's an edge that you often see in men's work, you know? Mm. Um, (laughs) So how does your personality play into your work and how you photograph? That's
0: a great question. That's, like, one of the best questions I've ever received ever in life. Shout out to you for that question. Um, and I like that word, grittiness, um, because I'm from the hood, and I've wrapped the hood. Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm proud of where I'm from. Um, I would say, like, first of all, I grew up around a bunch of men. Like, mm-hmm. um, I grew up around a, a lot of men. I grew up as a tomboy. I grew up always, like, proving, trying to prove uh, to my cousins or my brothers, I'm the I'm my mom's only girl. Um, that like I I can be better than that. Whatever you do, I could be better than you. Like, you know what I mean? If you want to jump off a roof, oh, I'm gonna jump off a roof and I'm gonna land on my feet. You know what <laughs> I mean? So like I've always been that type of person, especially when it comes to like men, like don't play with me. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm also like prissy too, you know. Uh, but I'm like, look, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh you cannot outdo me. Um, but I feel like that's where a lot of that comes from. Like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a tomboy at heart. Um, I've always grew up around a lot of like real, like men. Um, if you notice, like in my work, I've, I photograph a lot of men. Like I was looking at my work was that, yesterday. Cause I was like submitting my work into, um, a competition. And I was like, Damn. It's, like, oh man, um, and I love my queens. I really, really do. But I think that that stems from my background, just growing up around a lot of men, a, a, a lot of stand up men, a lot of real men, strong men, uh, type of men that don't make them like how they used to. Um, you know what I mean? Um I think that a lot of that plays into like how I see things. Um, Just the the lessons that I've learned from my father, his friends, like they were old school, you know, the old school job turkeys that walked around with pinky rings Mm -hmm. and, you know, the penny loafers, like, but kept it real. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that a lot of that style goes into my work and how I see things. Um, That rawness, that realness, Um, just being around like a bunch of men always just growing up. Definitely. So I I think that's where that grittiness comes from.
1: Yeah. And that's dope. I mean, I, I definitely can see the competitiveness in your work almost where it's like, uh, you, you won't be intimidated based on like who's in front of your camera or what neighborhood you're in because you're in, you, you, you're getting some real moments, in, yeah. in, in your work you know like what is what is one of your approaches like how do you approach uh going into you know uh an insulated community and, mm-hmm. and getting access and 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 making people comfortable with you being there with the camera to be honest um
0: again I want to thank the people that I grew up around because I grew up around a lot of solid people, my family, you come around my family, everyone is solid. Um, And when I say solid, I mean, they're authentic. um, They're full of compassion. um, They have certain principles and rules that they live by. um, And they're, they're honest people. You know what I mean? They, they're, they're loyal people. So a lot of that plays into, how i go into communities and approach people i like to like observe things first like i don't just walk in and be like hey let me get a picture you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i'm on a hill and even if i am on a hill i still don't you know, operate like that. I like to observe things. I like to feel the energy. Um, I don't care if you're Beyonce. I don't care if you're Jay-Z. If I like walk in a room and if I feel like your, your energy is off as far as like, you're like, no pictures, please. Like, cause, cause you can feel that, especially as a photographer, you can, you can feel when somebody's sending out that energy, then I'm going to respect that. Um, because my, my thing is, putting humanity first like that's my biggest thing i know how it feels to grow up and have the media come around and take advantage Mm -hmm. of um of us and and just grab a hot moment real quick and make it a hot topic um just so that they can receive accolades i know how how it feels to be on the other side of the camera um and be robbed of that moment you know what i mean i'm from southeast dc i know how the media depicts um my people um, so I go into different communities with that always, um, on the forefront. Like I, I'm always thinking about that. Like, how can I make this person feel comfortable? And then, you know, I, I go back to my, like my mom, like my mom is the type, she, she always was good at like welcoming anyone into the home. Like she'll feed the block. She'll make sure everyone is good. She doesn't judge people like just growing up around, you know, people like that. I feel like that's just who I am. That's my personality. I'm not going to go in and just try to get a cool, like, front page. I don't really care about that. You know, I'm, I'm going in to make people feel good. Like, that's my thing. Do you feel good? Do you like the picture? If you don't like the picture, I won't use it. I won't post it. In fact, I'll delete it. You know what I mean? Even if that's like the best picture that I took in my life, if mm-hmm. that person is not comfortable with me taking their picture, I don't care if it's a kid, cause I respect kids. Um, then I'm just not going to use it. And I think that that's what people gravitate to, uh, towards. And then also people feel energy. Like a lot of times when I'm just walking and of my business, people will see me and they'll just like, you know, spark up a conversation. Like people, people can feel energy. Um, which is why whenever I put my camera on and I leave out the house, I make sure my energy is right. If my energy isn't right, I'm not bringing my camera out. I'm not taking pictures of anything because you're going to get a a different vibe from me and you're not going to trust me with taking your image, you know? I'm I'm really big on energy and keeping it real.
1: What's up, family? If you're enjoying this episode, do us a solid by leaving us a five-star rating, or reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. We appreciate the support. So on that note, we're going to get back into the show. Peace. What's the difference between how you go out and photograph on the hill versus how you photograph in your community? Like, you're dealing with mm-hmm. two different groups and types of people. How do you uh-huh. keep your style consistent when you're shifting these different environments?
0: Well, I want to say for the record, I'm not a hill photographer. Mm-hmm. But when up in D.C., um, you know, it's always something on the hill outside or, you know, inside uh, that I just find my way there sometimes. Um, to be honest, nothing. Nothing shifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm myself, like I I really am. Like I woke up, hey, how you doing? The, I I would say probably the only difference is on the hill I don't cuss as much, but you know when <laughs> I'm in my neighborhood, I'm going in. You know I love the cuss by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know on the hill I may you know say a few, um, whereas you know in southeast it may be every other word. <laughs> that's the only difference, to be honest. But I'm I'm me. I laugh. I joke with people. I don't care who you are, uh where you come from. Um I'm not the type of person that's like, Oh, we have to be here and we have to be super like um we have to be like robots. Like, nah, I just can't do that. Mm-hmm. And if anyone is trying to make me do that, then y'all can keep y'all a little day rate. I'm
1: good. Yeah,
0: for real. <laughs> to be honest.
1: We're not gonna be a
0: I yeah, I want to sleep good at night. I don't want to, like, be in my bed and be like, Dad, D, you just had a sellout moment. Like, did you really do that? I can't. I've had too many uncomfortable moments, especially, like, within my marriage, Idris, that I never want to feel that way again. Like, mm-hmm. I I never want to feel that way. I never want to feel like I have to, like, hide who I really am. Mm-hmm just to make somebody else feel comfortable. And before I was married, I was never that type. It was just that that was a, a, a moment in my life that I just, I had to go through. And I never thought that I would go through that because I've always been this person. Um, but once I got out of that situation, um, I say, I call it jail, to be honest, because mm. any place where you're like locked in and you can't be you, you can't be free, that's jail, you know? Mm. A, a different type um, so, of
1: confinement,
0: right? Yeah, it is. Um, so I was just like, oh, I don't like that feeling. Like I really almost went crazy, like doing that. So I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. And you know, a lot of people they they like realness. There's so many fake photographers out there. So many professionals out there that's just like, this is the professional way. And it's like, no, like, just be you. Seriously, just be you. As long as you're respectful and kind and genuine, be you.
1: Well, you know, like, learning the technical aspects of a camera is pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. Um, you spend some time pushing some buttons watching some YouTube videos, you'll learn how to get a proper exposure. You can learn how to line your camera up and get the rule of thirds and all these compositional things. Like You can learn the technical aspects of photography very easily. Right. What the challenge is, is getting the moments, right? It's capturing mm-hmm. those moments. And on top of that is building that trust with the person that you're photographing. Right. If you don't know how to build that trust with the people that you're photographing, you're just gonna have some really dry, technically sound photos, but they're yeah. not gonna do anything for you emotionally. You'll see these photos and be like, ah, yeah, it looks good, right? It's mm-hmm. properly exposed, right? I can see their face, the eyes aren't blinking or whatever, but eh, I don't get anything from it, right? But if you're right. able to get that that trust and get that access on top of having like uh technically sound photo, then you're starting to make work that people can vibe with, you know? Yeah. So, and that's what it sounds like you were able to do in your with, with your Southeast project, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, sure. your, your person personality goes a, a long way in, in, mm-hmm. in, in um, being able to get the, the type of images that show your style. Because
2: mm-hmm.
1: what I'm realizing is the style of photography that a photographer has is also based on their personality what are they doing before they actually put, press the shutter to get that yeah. to capture that that moment you know
0: yeah yeah you're absolutely right i can look at a, a photograph and i can read a person like i can look at Somebody's image. I don't care who image you give me. I can look at the image and be like, yeah, that person is. Can we cuss on this show? I don't want to like be messing up the show. Go for it. Uh, but this person is some bullshit. You know what I mean? I can look at the image and be like, yeah, that photographer is some straight up bullshit. Like they're a mean person. You know what mm. I mean? Like they're so invasive. I can look at a photo photograph and tell that. Um, how can you tell? About...
1: If, how can you tell if uh, if if the photographer is me? If you look at a
0: photo um, or, or, or
1: whatever example, what, what or, do you look for?
0: Um, I look for like the people's, I look in the eyes. Like, um, I, I like to read eyes. I remember like a long time ago, this OG, he, he told me I was like, I was a teenager. He was like, always look a person in their eyes. Like you can, you can read a person's soul through their eyes. And the more I started like looking Um, in people's eyes and, like, really, like, looking deep, you know, in their souls, Um, I just, I can tell, like, what they're feeling, like, what are they thinking, Um, for the most part. Sometimes I can be off, um, but for the most part, I can do that. So if I look at a a picture, I can tell by... um, just like the the person's body language, like how they're positioned, which angle the photographer is at. Oh, that looks like a sneaky shot right there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can just tell. It's just a feeling. Like you said earlier, it's a gift. Um, and I use my street smarts when I'm like analyzing different photographs. Um, so yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much how I do it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever heard um the concept that the photograph is a lie, right? Like, yeah, the, I've heard of that. Right, you have uh, the fo- so okay. There's three parts to that, right? The first part is you see the photograph that the photographer took, mm-hmm. right? Then it that's one. Then is what is actually happening, right? Mm-hmm. Which is two, and you can't really tell exactly what's happening. You can only tell what has been captured in that moment. And then the third part is what the person looking at the photograph interprets, mm. right? So mm-hmm. the funny thing about it is we can take a picture and mm-hmm. it could be like one of the most heartfelt pictures we ever took mm-hmm. and somebody else can see it and feel like uh, it's just an eye picture or whatever. Like they, they make up yeah. their own, you know, um, they make up their own judgment when they look at mm-hmm. it so the, the whole the, the crazy thing is trying to create images that are genuine to us when we take the picture a genuine mm-hmm. capture of that moment in time and that the person who sees this image gets some of that emotion that we were yeah. trying to, to um to convey you know and I think that's when really, it's really challenging but the more we're able to practice that the more
2: mm-hmm.
1: the the deeper our photos have you know the deeper meaning our photos have you know
0: yeah. Um yeah, I agree with you. And that that's, that goes into like if you're photographing a moment like being in that moment. Um like a lot of times when I photograph, I'm in the moment. <laughs> I'm I'm in there enjoying what's happening with them or if they're sad, like I'm feeling I'm feeling sad. You know what I mean? Like I'm in that moment with them. Um and that, you know, I feel like that comes across with my images. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's people laughing and joking. I'm behind that camera, laughing and joking with them. Um, so
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I see your images and I feel like I feel like I'm there. You know, and I feel yeah. like people are comfortable with you being yeah. there. You know? Um and that's a that's a skill. That's a real skill. Yeah. So I know this year I got I got familiar with your work this year due mm-hmm. to like just the amount of, of work you were pumping out during during um the summer with all of the protests happening and it's it's one of those unfortunate ways of discovering somebody's work through like yes. conflict and protest photography because you know like that's just one aspect of of the type of work that they do.
2: Mm-hmm. and
1: that should not summarize you as a photographer at all but that is right. how I that is how I discovered your work um mm-hmm. what have the last few months been like for you you know with the all of the protests happening and and you working as much as you have been what have those months been like for you
0: it's been crazy <laughs> um it's been good crazy and it's also been bad crazy um but it's been it's been, it's been wild times. Um, I, I hate to say this, it's been bittersweet um, because I feel like I've been, I've been doing this for a while. Um, although like I got, I, you know, I got serious about being a photographer and like really studying my craft and really going in with my work and being consistent as far as like documenting uh, for the past, I want to say it's been like five years now, four and a half, five years. Uh, But I've always been in and out like with my camera. Um, But I I feel like everything just happened so fast and I'm not complaining about it at all. Um, But everything literally, it, it happened so fast. Like I had to learn about so much um, within the industry so fast. Luckily, you know, <laughs> um, I had a lot of support from black photographers that have been in this game that has, um, that has experience, um, that was able to guide me on how to handle things on a professional level within this industry. You know what I mean? Cause I will always like have clients that I, that I know they were like my personal clients, people with weddings or events or, you know, just me selling my work at different functions, but dealing with like editors, dealing with fast turnaround times, um, all of that. uh, It happened so fast for me. Um, But I I would like to say it it was definitely like due. (laughs) I feel like I've been putting in so much work um, the past few years that it's it was definitely destined. Um, And it's also been so amazing. Like, it's just been a beautiful moment because when I made that decision to leave my marriage and choose photography, everything that has happened over the summer, although, um, like I said, it's bittersweet because it had to come at the cause of like black blood being shed in order for me to get recognized for my work Mm -hmm. and for the things that I've been doing and my talent. Um, it, it it definitely gave me validation as to, like, why I had to leave, why I had to do what I had to do. Um, you know what I mean? It, it just it validated those feelings. Um, and I, I say this to say, like, whatever you're feeling in your heart, anyone's listening, whatever you're feeling in your heart that you feel like you need to do, like, it, you just got to do it. You got to listen to your soul. Um, because to be honest and to keep it real, that's what I like to do um like when I left my marriage I didn't have nothing like my ex-husband tried to ruin me I had to like share a bed with my kids in my in my mom's home for about a good three and a half years because like you know my ex was just being so petty I became a single mom these past few years um so I went from somebody like doing everything to like doing nothing like not helping with nothing <laughs> when i say nothing i mean nothing zero um so i had to struggle and while i was struggling i was putting my all into my craft um and to have all of this all of these blessings come back to back to back i mean and not stop it. like it's just going up i'm just like okay yeah all right okay um i it was worth it, you know? Um, Luckily, you know, now I'm on my feet. I have a cute little place. I got a nice little, Cute car, bank account is cute.
2: It can be cuter.
0: It can definitely be cuter. I need for it to be cuter. <laughs> but you know, it's every you know everything is happening back to back, and you know sometimes you just got to step out on faith. And if you struggle a little bit, just you know stay dedicated to your craft, and everything will come if it's meant to be. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta. You know when it's meant to be because you have some rappers out here where they they really be thinking that they gonna make it and I just be like your bar like really stop hmm. like you really have to feel it in your soul like your toes, um like everywhere um through your hair like I felt I felt it through my my locks like I just felt like hmm. I gotta do this, um and you you see what it is. <laughs> um,
1: so and, what was the what was the first call? You got this year, like during, like I guess, like the pandemic, or during, like the height of the riots.
0: Oh, damn! What was the first call that you
1: remember?
0: Damn, that's crazy. Every it's so many things that happened. I can't even remember. Oh, I need to write this down in my journal. I have to think about this. I can't lose that moment. Um, I think it was it was either with Vogue or. magazines wanted well, oh, no 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 I know I know oh I know because sh- shout out to Layla hmm. Layla Bahrain yes so she hit um, a few photographers up in the email and she was like yo Bloomberg is looking for some images and I, and I submitted some images of the protest and that was like my first first ever like I guess um, first time being public i said public (laughs) lord you scratch that that was my first time uh, being published in like a major uh, magazine and it was actually printed i almost made uh the front cover like i was like (laughs) the runner up for that um but i'm on the opening page i believe Mm -hmm. and this was like in june
1: okay
0: Yeah, this was, like, in June. Um, But, yeah, that was, like, the first time, like, that happened. And then after that, it was Vogue because Bloomberg and Vogue wanted the same image. And I remember calling Layla, like, I don't know what to do, you know, like, I'm new at this. Like, are the numbers right? Like, what's going on? Can I license the two? And she, like, you know, she walked me through it. Um, But, yeah, that was, like, my first time. And then after that, it was just, like, Mm -hmm. everybody hit me up back to back. Uh, for these images. And although I'm sad that it's because of what's been going on, but I'm also happy because I'm happy because, you know, there's so many black photographers out here controlling our narrative. And I'm also happy because I'm out here photographing black strength. Although, you know, um, we had to take a few hits as far, not a few, but many hits um, from, you know, white America um without blood being shed, but it's so much strength in these protests. Mm-hmm. Um it's just so much strength. It's so much boldness. Um it's a fearless moment. And I'm I'm just happy to have been a, able to be out there, you know, wh- one of the um black photographers out there, especially in DC, the nation's capital, where they make uh, <laughs> so many major decisions um around the world not just in the U.S., but, like, the meeting place, the politician's playground, mm-hmm. like, to, to be here doing that um, in my city and get recognized for that in my city, mm-hmm. um, it's a good feeling. It, it really is, um, especially, like, when I know that I'm on the right side of history.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, it It really is a good feeling.
1: I think the challenge, right, is... You know, cel- celebrating photographers who are documenting this part of history, but mm-hmm. also understanding like, and having the industry recognize and realize that these photographers are more than just we are more than just protest photographers. Oh
2: yeah. You know. Oh yeah.
1: And and but it is important for us to be documenting what is going on because if we don't do it, who will do it? And how are they yeah. going to tell this part of history? Exactly. You know, when I look at photos, like I'm working on the outside project, Mm -hmm. and they needed to license photos from like civil rights era, and Mm -hmm. you know these are all photographs by white photographers, and these are some of the most memorable photographs in you know in history, especially during Mm -hmm. like the civil rights era, and the white photographers. Somebody needed right. to document them, right? They're very powerful images. Like in my right here in my office is the um the 68 Olympics, you know, with Juan Carlos mm-hmm. with his fist up and it's like you know, that's not a black photographer. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's important for us to be out there documenting this history, but we also need to make sure that we're not pigeonholed into, into right. them thinking, "Oh, I need a I need a protest photographer. Cause something's popping off in D.C. Let me call D. Or let me call Mike Exactly. McCoy, right, like, nah, like, I can do okay. that work, but also consider me for a portrait, a quiet portrait, an intimate portrait of 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 somebody who just gave birth or something. Right, like,
0: right. We can.
1: We can. We, we're capable of doing more than one thing. Don't just okay. lump mm-hmm. us into like the same group and say, okay, well, you 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 shown some work that fits the protest category or the black pain black struggle category so here here's another story that that's just like that
0: Mm-hmm. i totally agree um and i've actually been thinking about that the last few uh, the last few days um i've just been thinking about the different projects i'm getting a few you know uh different projects um but i'm like okay we're how do I not get caught up in this cycle, you know, because at the end of the day, I do want to be there to document um, the black culture because I do like, I, I love my people. I really, really do. Like, I love my people, but I am much more than just documenting chaos because what you have to understand that as a black photographer, as a black person, and as a black photographer, you're, um, you're putting yourself in the middle of chaos like the protest yeah it's a symbol of strength and all but it it can wear you down you know what i mean and then as a photographer you have to come home and you have to relive those moments by editing you know what just happened a lot of protesters they go home and um not to say that they have a a zen moment where they can just like reset but they don't have to like continue to re you know um relive what they just did through images unless like you know they're looking on their cell phone or something like that but like we really have to sit and analyze the image like go in with um professional eyes analyzing each detail so we're we're really dissecting what just happened mm-hmm. you know to the t um so it's just like it's it, it does it can it can cause a huge strain on you. So I don't want to be the one that's just like labeled as a protest photographer. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to document so many different things. Like I do want to transition and do magazine covers, um, album covers, work on different, you know, projects uh, for museums. Um, just do so many different things, a, a range of different things I want to do. Art that I, I My goal, (laughs) my next goal is to be an amazing art director or director. Um, You know, I have to pay back my filmmaking uh, loan when I went to school. So I might as well, like, you know, put what I learned to to use, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So it's just so many different things that, like, I want to explore. But I do, I do want to be called on for, like, Black things black events um mm-hmm. because like i said like I, I love black people i think that we're like the most beautiful people in the world so you know it's, it's just trying to find that balance um in the industry like i've met some black photographers that are like i don't want to be called a black photographer i don't want to be labeled as a black photographer mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, yeah, you can label me as a black photographer. Yeah, you can do that. You Don't call me just a photographer. No, put black. Mm-hmm. Because I want people to know, yeah, I am black. Dee Dwyer is black. Um, and appreciate where our ancestors came from, you know, and appreciate that. Yeah, I'm here. I made it. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is how great we are. I want the little black um, photographers that's coming up to see that wow that was a black woman that was a or that was a black man like I want people to appreciate black photographers yeah appreciate that um so I I'm not offended at all when people call me a black photographer but I do know some black photographers who are mm-hmm. um I want to be called for everything <laughs> you know what I mean like call me for everything uh, but definitely call me for black stuff. So I'm just trying to figure out like, how do I find that balance within the industry of, you know, being able to, I guess, prove to the industry. I don't want to say prove because they, they know what it is, Mm -hmm. but just be, uh, being able to, um, get those opportunities of doing a range of different things. And I feel like I have been a little, um, lately, um, but still, I, I need more. <laughs> I need more.
1: Yeah.
0: So I don't know. How do you find that balance? How do you do that?
1: You know... You just me, do you? Are you asking me directly or just like a general...
0: Yeah. Way? Yeah, I'm asking you. Like, how do you find that balance? Like, what do you do?
1: Um, for me, you know, I, I make sure that I'm always paying attention to my internal GPS. You know, mm. and I'm always making sure that every turn, every decision, every you know, shift in my career is is still aimed at that north star. And it's important mm. for you to know what your north star is. Um my north star is telling black stories.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And being paid to do it. Mhm. Right? Um my career has not like, I didn't start off wanting to be a professional photographer, even when I was spending thousands of dollars on the cameras. But mm-hmm. when I, I shifted to tell stories, and I said, if anything positive happens for me telling these stories, and that's just the cherry on top. So mm-hmm. that's sort of how I've been, been moving. But also, going back to what you said earlier, if it doesn't move you, like, don't do it, you know? Yeah. Or if something does move, move you, do it. You know, I pay attention Uh to to those things. And, you know, I I learned early that photojournalism as a category within photography was something Mm -hmm. that I'm not really 100% interested in. Mm -hmm. I take the assignments, I take the daily assignments, but it's not like I can't see myself doing daily assignments for years. You know. Yeah. Like I need yeah, I, I, I like agree. documentary stuff where I can focus on the project. I could focus on the project for years if it's like mm-hmm. one story. But doing random different stories for a paper for like years yeah. that, that that to me that just doesn't you know that doesn't feed me, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: So I feel like for me personally, that leads me to like a scattered mind. So yes. I, I step. I took. I started taking a step back from chasing those daily assignments and just recalibrating and focusing on what are the largest stories that I can tell. You know.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, and I've I had that conversation with myself. Like I was just like, how do you, you know? Because I do like daily check ins with myself. Like I was just like, this is cool. You know, um, as far as like consistent income. But I was like, you know what, I, I want to I wanna do more. Like, I want to tell stories my way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just be handing over photographs and then, like, have a reporter write up what they feel from the story. And, you know, most times they're not like <laughs> You know what I mean? They don't understand what's going on fully. They just really appreciate, you know, that I was able to get this amazing photograph. So, like... I do want to do documentaries. Like I said, I do want to direct. Um, I do want to do, like, um, I want to be an art director. It's just so many other things that I want to do um, that I feel like will be um, a lot more fulfilling. And and I'm starting to get that, like, especially, like, uh, you know, being in this industry, although it's only been like a short amount of time. Um, I'm starting to see that like, yeah, I can't be 50 years old, 40 years old running around like, yeah, I gotta turn this story in. Like, nah, I, mm-hmm. I wanna be, you know, sitting, you know, in my mansion somewhere, just like <laughs> chilling, you know, typing up something, you know, yeah. by the ocean, like, okay, this is what we're gonna work on, or taking fo- uh, phone calls in the tub like Diddy, like, all right, boom, this is what we doing. But still, like, put my people on from the hood, you know, coming back to the hood to film, coming back to the hood, like, y'all creators. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, a lot of them are creators. Like, look, remember when we was growing up? You guys used to with us all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. let me help you with that. You know, like, putting the good people on that really want to be on. Like, I I just always want to come back. To my community and not just my community but black communities all over the world like I'm, I'm trying to go to africa you know being africa like look i need i need for y'all to help me direct this film help me produce this film whatever it is like i see myself just doing that traveling around and just being um uh my old co-worker i used to teach uh art she nicknamed me the visual voice for the people you know just like doing that and um you know, just sprinkling a little bit of that D the Wire energy around the world, and you know, chopping it up with people, um, but giving so many people opportunities to to be creators. So, like that's like that's like my ultimate goal. Yeah.
1: Nice. So, what's gonna be the first documentary or first film that you work on? Like, put it out there. What's I, the first thing you gonna do? I,
0: I talked about it in the group chat, but now like things are moving a certain way. I can't talk about it right now.
1: Good, good. I get you. I get you. I get you. Seriously, I'm, we, I'm a big by believer the way, we're, in
0: that. you you're, you know, you're gonna be part of that too. So right now we're in the middle of like organizing because we was like, you know, it's just too many people to just bring at the table right now. We gotta like organize this really quick, and then we branch out and then you know position everyone. So.
1: Um, oh snap! People... I'm, I'm about to make a cameo.
0: Yeah, of course you are, and you gotta oh, help with snap. that. You gotta help with that. So, um, so yeah, like they just sent over some paperwork. Like, look, NDAs for everyone. So I can't say it, but just know that I said that I wanted to direct, and it's coming.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm with it, y'all. Let me know. Let me know what you need. Let me know what you need.
0: Of course,
1: yeah. I'm definitely reaching out to you. We we need you. All right, I'm I'm with it, y'all, and I'm I love documentary films. So mm-hmm. especially like featuring us telling our own stories. Let's do it. Yeah, you already it. know. You
0: know about. So Dee, tell, <laughs>
1: tell 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 folks what's next for you. I mean, I know you said you you know the the directing and everything. Um, mm-hmm. is there anything more immediate that's happening for you? Um, any you know tell us what to expect what what you got cooking right now
0: um right now and i'm i'm working on a book um I'm working on a book still documenting my communities um my community sorry and um to be honest right now i'm at a place where this summer was so crazy this summer was fucking nuts so like year, i'm just trying to, I'm <laughs> trying to like this is the fall time i'm trying to fall back a little bit um i'm just trying to like just find a moment to breathe right now, to Mm. be honest, Um, at least for, like, the next couple of weeks. Like, I'll do, like, some assignments here and there, but I'm really just trying to, like, get myself together and just sit down and ask myself, what just happened here this summer? Because that Mm. was crazy. So that's, like, pretty much where I am right now. Um, I'm still, you know, doing assignments for different publications and stuff like that but really just sitting down and like analyzing my own work. And um, I I need to pump out a book. So I really need to like work on that and get organized, to be honest. Like I'm just trying to get organized. Um, And then I'm working on a special project, which I can't talk about right now, but (laughs) you'll see. That's what I can say.
1: (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. All right, with you all. Appreciate your time, yo, for real. This was great to uh, chop it up with you and get to know a little bit more about you and your story. Um, yeah, onward and upward, y'all! I can't wait to see yeah. uh, what what your your eye looks like in motion, like you know, with the moving image. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm excited for this too. This is D the Wire, and you're tuned into the Black Shutter Podcast.
1: I want to give a big shout out to everyone who tuned into this episode. Thank you for listening. The Black Shutter Podcast is hosted by me, Idris Talib Solomon. To subscribe to the Black Shutter Podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. When you get there, show us some love by dropping a five-star rating or leaving a review. This will help with our rankings, which essentially helps more Black photographers get exposure. Make sure to check us out online at blackshutterpodcast.com to read the show notes, learn more about our guests, and check out some of their work. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Peace, until next time.